0: Coming to you from a cozy little condo, high atop old Fort Ward, Atlanta. Welcome Welcome. to The Ron Show on America
1: One Radio. Here's your host, Ron Roberts.
0: I gotta be honest with you, I'm in a really good mood. And all it took was for me to get out of the house a little bit, ran some errands, and there's warmth in the air, the sun is out. In Atlanta? In February? Get out of here. Yeah, uh, although I think we've got some... Pretty cold weather coming for <laughs> the next few days, so there's that. Uh, nonetheless, I'm in a really good mood, and it has nothing to do, and I do mean this in every sense of the word, nothing to do with the Fulton grand jury information that has uh, come out recently. mm No, that, that does nothing for me. Uh, I don't know who was sitting around expecting for the information to come out thinking the smoking gun was going to be revealed and that Donald Trump was headed for prison. I, Listen, <laughs> I'm not saying he's never going to face the consequences, but this, this method of justice moves really slow. We have to understand something, folks. Our justice system is a lot like religion. It's a tool used to control us by those who are in control, and it's never meant to be turned on them. If you are well healed, well-off, or well-connected, or all of the above, justice is going to be a lot softer on you and move a lot slower than it moves on the bourgeois like you and me. So the excerpts that came out today and before lunch, hey, they didn't make us wait till like three thirty, four o'clock and make me sweat my, uh, my deadline to get the show out to you. Kudos, golf clap. Anyway, the excerpts that came out today really don't reveal a whole lot. So the grand jury has determined that witnesses lied to them there were 75 witnesses. So we don't even know how many of these witnesses lied, but we know that the grand jury has quite a sense that witnesses lied to them, but they won't reveal the number or the names. And there are folks who are upset about that. <clears throat> Let me pull you back from the ledge. The reason the names aren't being revealed is because the district attorney, Fonnie Willis, who now has this information and she gets all of it. We get the redacted hidden stuff. She gets all of it. She's got to take that information and then impanel another grand jury to potentially be seated so that she can then indict these people and put them on trial. And what she's doing, or what we're doing now by not revealing these names and what she's doing to ensure that, and with, with, uh, Robert McBurney, the justice who, uh, who decided to release this information, although redacted, is to protect their due process, the potential defendants who apparently perjured, apparently lied under oath, allegedly. So that's why we don't get to know names yet. Eventually we will, but right now we don't. Because, again, if D.A. Fonnie Willis is going to indict and all indications are she will, then she has to seat a grand jury first, and then we can know. It's, it's really hard, for example, to seat a grand jury of 12 when the name's already out and the case already starts getting built before the grand jury is seated. Am I making sense? So that's why we don't get to know the names. Uh, the grand jury also seemed to have concluded that there was no voter fraud, and that's huge. That is huge because it lays the groundwork for the fact that the big lie was a huge lie. People were manipulated, and as we just discussed, folks lied under oath to protect whom and why. Those are the questions yet to be answered, all of which could help establish other charges. I know, I know. I am a lot like a lot of you, skeptical anymore. Will Donald Trump ever face the repercussions of any of his actions? Almost from the day he was born, he's been held scot-free of repercussion for anything he's ever done wrong. How do you think a grown man ages into his 70s being the... Well, you see how he is. He's Does he, does he not... Remind you of someone that never got a spanking when they were a kid? A petulant, spoiled, mouthy, opinionated, highly opinionated of oneself, self-centered, self-absorbed brat? That man's never faced a repercussion in his life. And the fact that he handled the 2020 election the way he did tells you he's never been denied something he wanted. Couldn't believe that that would be the case. Had handlers all around him, kid-gloving him, trying to be soft, trying to assuage his sensibilities, his hurt feelings. <laughs> that strikes me as a man that's never faced the business end of a whip and stick. Coddled by parents, coddled by handlers, coddled by yes-men in business and finance network television, and eventually a campaign and presidency. No one ever stood up to him that had any opportunity to inflict repercussion on him. Yeah, if I'm being honest, I'm skeptical AF, as the kids would say, that anything actually ever comes back on this guy. (laughs) The likelihood is he'll die of old age before he ever sniffs a day of prison time or an actual fine, something that actually pains him, but maybe it's not so much about getting the big catch anymore and more about setting a precedent to keep the next big catch from thinking he or she can get away with what Donald Trump almost did. And more to the point, it may not even be about dissuading that person, but it may be more about dissuading the enablers. Because without the enablers, Donald Trump is a moron, right? He's a failure, a business failure, a relationship failure, a political failure without all of his... Hangers on and handlers, and yes, men and women around him. And I don't just say this from a position of bias. I say it more from a position of how the hell did that guy get there? It's the classic picture of the turtle on top of the fence post. How did that happen? How did that animal get there? So if a Mark Meadows or a Lindsey Graham or a Rudy Giuliani perjured themselves, or whoever else did that helped to try and enable a Donald Trump to again hold office he had no business holding, and one or all or more of those people go to prison, then it tells the next wave of potential bootlickers, of the next sycophant. Now you might ought to not do that. A lot of people went to prison for Donald Trump. And maybe I don't want to be the next prison lemming for the next narcissist. And like many of you, I'm sick of hearing, be patient, but I'm telling you in this case, be patient. And you know that investigators are onto something when Donald's on Truth Social whining like the PAB we know he is. By the way, look that up, (laughs) PAB. Just Google PAB and Trump. Now, I'm not speaking so much about the Fonnie Willis case, although I think I think again, what, what we found out today, there's there's smoke, there's there's fire underneath that brush. There's smoke, and she's she's gotta have time to impanel grand juries to prosecute potential perjurers, which lead to the most egregious. But also, according to Newsweek in a post on Truth Social, Trump accused Jack Smith, a prosecutor who was leading the classified documents in January 6 inquiries into Trump of leaking stories to the press, quote, like a sieve, following two major updates in the investigation. On February 9th, it was first reported that former Vice President Mike Pence has been subpoenaed to testify as part of the investigation into the Capitol riot and Trump's attempt to overturn the 2020 election. Recently, the New York Times first reported that Smith is seeking further testimony from Trump lawyer Evan Corcoran in the investigation into the classified materials found at the former president's Florida home. Radical left, Trump-hating special prosecutor Jack Smith is leaking to the fake news media like a sieve, Trump said. He's going absolutely crazy trying to nab the political candidate who was way ahead of his boss in the polls and won the 2020 presidential election. Mm. Except for the fact that it was rigged. He's got a job to do and is working hard to scare and intimidate witnesses, even lawyers who have never seen such antics before. Did you catch that part where he said that the 2020 election was rigged? We just had an eight-month grand jury investigation here in Fulton County that said there's no evidence. Petulant, spoiled, septuagenarian man-baby still believes the 2020 election was stolen from him. And make no mistake, it's not that he didn't have folks around him who told him he lost the election. It's just that there were enough Rudy Giuliani's and Lindsey Graham's and Marjorie Taylor Greens and Jim Jordan's all these bootlickers who refused to accept facts for themselves and kept telling him what he wanted to hear. And that's something he's gotten quite used to in his 70-something years roaming this planet. I know you're sick of hearing, be patient, but here's a suggestion. Instead of being disappointed when nothing comes out, be pleasantly surprised when something eventually does. It's coming. More Ron Show on America One Radio after this. Oh, hey, you're still here. Hey, that's cool. Thanks for sticking around. Not only am I host of The Ron Show, I'm also Ron Roberts, real estate agent slash realtor with eXp Realty. That's right. I help folks buy and sell residential real estate in and around Metro Atlanta. And we've been through a crazy couple of years, have we not? Between COVID, the post COVID market, the craziness, you could throw an open house on a souped up tool shed and you would have cars lined around the block to come in and see it and throw an offer well over asking price. Well, those days are no longer a part of us and interest rates are a little higher than they were before. But I must say, it's still a great time to either buy or sell or both real estate, residential real estate in metro Atlanta. Why buy? I tell tenuous buyers all the time, if you are renting right now, you are paying someone else's retirement accounts your money and it might as well go to you. The cost of housing in Atlanta is not going to get cheaper. The population is going to continue to grow well into the 2040s with nearly a million and a half new residents expected to come here. So you better get a house sooner rather than later. And if you can afford to buy an investment property Now, if you already own your home, why not buy one nearby you as well and create some additional income that could be your retirement savings, and you get to choose one of your new neighbors. Now, if you're thinking about selling, but you're thinking, oh man, I really missed out on that huge market in the past summer or two. Okay, yeah, sure, but the values aren't dropping, so you've still got plenty you've earned just by owning what you're in and need to sell soon. Got questions? Feel free to hit me up. 843-283-0078 or email me ron at rononthereal.com. Georgia MLS 396-720. Website rononthereal.com. That's me, Ron Roberts with eXp Realty. Call or text The Ron Show anytime at 404-919-2725. The Ron Show on America One Radio. Also now available on all the major podcast platforms. I know because I stayed up till one in the morning last night to make sure that that was all done. Uh, Let's see, we're on Apple and iHeart and Spotify and Stitcher. uh, Still on SoundCloud, of course. I'm sure I'm forgetting some. uh, All the links at ronshowatl.com. So the AJC has been doing some investigative reporting uh, as we've all been waiting all day for the Fulton County courts to release that heavily redacted findings from the January 6th grand jury investigation, the AJC has some documents in their hands that show that there were some Georgia legislators who were eager to answer the Trump campaign's call to overturn the election results in the state of Georgia. It was more than two dozen Republican legislators who showed some or a lot of support for working in the General Assembly to name Trump the winner of the presidential election results here in the state of Georgia. Now, this call log and some other documents released by investigators has been compiled in this nice little embed in the AJC today that shows... The willingness of a lot of General Assembly members, House members, Senate members. <laughs> it's, it's kind of amusing when you thumb through this, by the way. Uh, there are uh, seven pages in this. How many wrong numbers there were and how many times these uh, Trump staffers were hung up on. I mean, I'm th- those are the ones I really want to lift up. Like, we've got to pay attention and give some attention to those who were eager to support, but you almost want to like lift up the Republicans who are like hanging up on these scumbags, right? I hate to say this too, but uh, our, our new friend from yesterday, Casey Carpenter, he's among those that was apparently supportive. Now, these are just call logs. These are just notes made by Trump staffers who are making these calls, but why would they be making things up to bury Republicans, right? <clears throat> so when you go through this list, I'm only going to read the uh, maybes and the yeses because the maybes have some notes too. Uh, Senator P.K. Martin was a maybe. Wants to see evidence and evaluate for himself before he commits. Hey, thumbs up, P.K. Okay, that, that sounds sensible, right? Senator Tom McCall was a Yes. Martin Momtahan was a yes. 100% believes that the U.S. Senate needs to lobby the state for a Georgia special session and new electors. Colton Moore, 29-year-old Northwest Georgian Colton Moore, eager little beaver there, believes he was one of the first state legislators to call for this. His November 20 letter is linked. Okay, Uh, Greg Morris, uh, working with other Republicans to get... Governor Brian Kemp, to open session in order to do this, believes about 96 of 103 would be on board. All legislators, Republicans and Democrats, will be in Athens um, on a couple of dates. I don't understand what that was about. Um, Representative Mark Newton was a yes. Working with other Republicans to explore the option of nullifying the electoral votes. Think that they need 13,000 fraud votes to do this. Hmm. Mark Newton. Uh, Butch Parrish was a likely, although he couldn't talk at the time. Butch, that was uh, probably pretty smart of you there, buddy. Let's go to the second page. Uh, Senator Cardin Summers was a yes. Publicly supportive of the hearings, uh, Cardin uh, had the caller text him and agree to help in any way possible over text. Dude, text is forever. You don't know. No. Uh Representative Tommy Benton uh was a yes. Representative James Burchett was a yes. Wants to see evidence though. Okay. All right, James. You're down. Uh Georgia law allows there to be a revote if there is, quote, substantial evidence of fraud. Okay. Uh Representative Joe Campbell was a yes. Uh Casey Carpenter, according to this call log, was a yes. Uh Mike Chiokas was a yes. let me go back to Casey Carpenter. He's quoted in this article, by the way. It was like, no, that's not the way to go. Okay, now now you say that, but this call log says you were supportive. Uh, Mike Chiokis was a yes. Uh, he says, by the way, to this caller that constituents, his constituents, were fighting mad and want a thorough investigation. Wants to match signatures. Also were recommended reaching out to uh, Matt Hatchett, throwing Matt Hatchett under the bus. Representative David Clark was a yes. Representative Jake Jake Collins was a yes. John Corbett was a yes. Kate Dempsey was a yes. Representative Emery Donahue was a yes, offering to do whatever he can do. All right, there, Emery. Chuck Efestration was a yes. Representative Terry England wants to see the evidence, but is in support. So we are, uh, okay, just three of uh, the, the seven tabs here through. Uh, Dale Rutledge was a not just a yes, a hell yes, according to the notes here. Representative Mitchell Scoggins not only was a yes, but is imploring the governor to move ASAP. Get on this, Governor. Representative Steve Tarvin was a yes. Getting hundreds of calls from his supporters, of course. Representative Noel Williams was a yes. Okay, here we got a lot of notes for Noel. Full support if they can prove fraud. Nervous about the two Senate races that were coming up. Well, Noel, you were right to be. Trump supporters may not come out if they feel they got cheated. That is why some legislators are nervous to back the fraud claims without a ton of real evidence. Noel Williams, smart. Prescient. He knew. Uh, Senator Frank Ginn was a yes. Needs to see action from the GOP leadership and the governor. Senator Renee Unterman was a yes. Seen a dramatic movement, she said, over the past 24 hours. Says everyone wants to put pressure on Governor Kemp. Senator Ellis Black was a yes. Yes, the Republican caucus met with the senators about all of this. And while he is supportive and expressed his support there, He is skeptical about whether any such headway can be made, uh, especially with Governor Kemp's position on everything. He was right to be. Uh, Representative Gerald Green was a yes. Uh, Not until the House Whip held a call with all of the representatives, though. Uh The House Whip did, huh? Representative Matt Gertler, very supportive. Dwayne Hill, very supportive, ready to go. Don Hogan. Yes, very supportive, concerned about the process and the special session not happening, mentioned a possible lawsuit the Republican caucuses might move forward on. Hmm, all these ideas, man, they got so many ideas to solve this wrong. I'm not in the business of telling the GOP what to do, but the state Republican Party should wash their hands of any and all of these politicians. They can find replacements for them easily in their gerrymandered districts anyway. You want to be taken seriously? That's the step. And for crying out loud, Governor Brian Kemp showed you that you can do that. Wash your hands of these weak-ass weasels. More Ron Show on America One Radio next. Follow the Ron Show on Twitter at Ron Show ATL. The Ron Show on America One Radio. So it's not often that I get to actually leave the house to go run some errands when the weather's nice. Here lately, all this winter, it's just been blah, and that just keeps me inside. And today, the sun popped out, and I had an errand to run up into the uh, Buckhead area. And I actually stopped and had lunch at Kava. I love Kava. Any chance I have an excuse to go have food at Kava? I have food at Kava. That is, by the way, an unsolicited plug. This is not a commercial break. <laughs> Anyway, uh, as is the case when I'm riding around the car, I like to listen to what... I call it oppo research. I like to listen to what the other side is saying. And so here locally, we have Eric Erickson. There's also like the uh, the, the crazy rim shot stick, uh, 106.3, the uh, the extras. I cannot. No, nope, do not listen to that. Although I do follow Neil Bortz on social media just because he makes me giggle. He's such a cranky old man. Such a cranky... Frankie Geezer, oh my gosh! And he doesn't even like dog whistle his white supremacy. He's just he's just kind of a racist, you know, packaged in libertarianism, of course. But no, he's he's really a racist. I'll get to him in a minute. First things first, I wanted to talk about what I was listening to Eric Erickson spew about today. Uh, the, the first thing that I thought was kind of funny was uh, he was talking about the fact that. There is a fear on the left, on our side, to even discuss the possibility of someone else running for president other than Joe Biden, and that there is a fear in saying it shouldn't be Kamala Harris. Well, Eric, I've said that. I mean, I know I'm nobody. I'm just this upstart little show on a online radio station and now on several podcast platforms, by the way, including Apple and iHeartRadio and Spotify and Stitcher. And there's another big one that I keep forgetting uh, every time I go into that rant. Oh, Pandora. Yeah, I'm on all the podcast platforms. Well, not all, but most of the podcast platforms that everybody listens to. I, but that still means I'm a nobody. A- anyway, <clears throat> Eric, I've been talking about this. And I've been talking about Kamala Harris's shortcomings when it comes to approval and popularity. And so it's not that nobody's talking about it. He, he made it out like uh, we're all fearful to speak even one iota about someone other than joe biden running for president because we are afraid of joe biden or we're, we're afraid of what, what did he call us the, the woke i forget he, the woke mob i guess i forget it wasn't that but it, it, he was insinuating the woke mob would come lashing out at us if we didn't then say well if not joe biden then it, it has to be kamala harris nobody's afraid of that I'm not. I mean listen, if there are if there are the Kamala stands who want to come at me because she's the vice president and she deserve no, that's not how we do it. In fact, I have said for quite a while now that one of the problems the Democratic Party has is it's been treating its presidential nomination like a lifetime achievement award. And the last time we didn't do that, we bucked the trend with Barack Obama, and we got a really damn good president out of that. Just saying. It didn't work with Hillary in 2016. I a lot of that's on her. A lot of that's on uh, misogyny, uh, and you know just the 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 30 year demonization of her by right wing media, and and again some of it she put on her own. Um, and it's not necessarily showing that it's really been all that popular to have. Lifetime Achievement Awarded Joe Biden. Now, don't get me wrong, the Biden presidency has exceeded my expectations. Uh, I I actually think his first two years and and going into year three, I'm not not at all unhappy. There are things that I could quibble about, and there are some things that he's misstepped, but I'm not unhappy in general with the Joe Biden presidency. I'm dismayed that poll numbers are where they are, but I think a lot of that is just hyper-partisanship in general. I'm not sure anybody's ever going to poll at 50% or better ever again in this country in my lifetime. But I also readily accept that there's a candidate that's 80 years old who'd be 82 when he starts running again or would be on the ticket. And I know how Americans are. They're a bit leery and quite brand receptive. And that's not necessarily the shiny new sports car riding the open road. It's hard to market that. It just is. And Kamala Harris... Like her, loathe her, be in between if you want. She's not exactly been marketable. We saw what happened in the primary season. She gained no traction and she had a ton of support and good money that disappeared pretty fast. But no, Eric Erickson, we're not afraid to have this discussion on the left. We're not. Unlike the right, which, by the way, not only didn't even consider fielding a candidate to primary President Donald Trump, who, by the way, is only a couple years younger than Joe Biden, his damn self. But y'all didn't even touch the platform in 2020. How dare you talk about what the left is afraid of? Y'all didn't even field a party platform. It was Trump. That was the platform. Trump. That was your platform. You want to talk about the left being afraid? Dude, grow a pair yourself before you come at us. You know what I'm saying? And then there was this other notion, he was spinning a yarn about uh, shortly before going into a commercial, like literally weaved this right into a commercial for a uh, right-wing cell phone provider, <laughs> where he talked about how the left wants you to live in fear. They want you to be miserable. The left wants everyone else to be miserable for no reason. Uh, of course, it's got everything to do with being environmentally sound and sensitive. They, we, we just we just want everyone else to be miserable. Uh, we don't want you to have gas-guzzling cars or gas stoves now is the thing. What? <laughs> oh, man. They take something and run with it. I'm telling you. Yeah, the, the left wants everybody to be miserable for no reason other than to make ourselves feel better for having tried. Because, you know, India and China aren't going to participate in saving us from environmental catastrophe. Uh, and again, weave that right into a, a, a commercial for a, Right-wing cell phone company. God, you got to love the marketing in in that, that click, that cult. Wait, so the left wants people to be miserable. Meanwhile, the right continues to deny health insurance expansion or even think about universal health care so that folks can get the mental wellness treatment that they need, the addiction recovery treatment they need. That, by the way, would deal with the fentanyl crisis and would stop a lot of the Crossings that you guys are talking about at the border, right? Even though most of the fentanyl crossings are American citizens. Uh, Anyway, the left wants everybody to be miserable, but ask the trans community if the left is making them miserable or the right. Or, pity it, just ask them who's making them more miserable. It's the left that wants everybody to be miserable, but it's the right that wants to do nothing about mass shootings of schools and churches and shopping centers and malls and synagogues and just about any damn where you go. Eric Erickson says the left wants everybody to be miserable, but hey, lady, if you got raped, knocked up by your abusive husband, or just didn't have birth control or missed a pill, you got to carry that baby to term if you find out too late. Oh, and speaking of being miserable, don't come at us for the SNAP benefits to feed that child. Oh, no, that was your decision. That was your decision. You made that personal life decision that one night, unless you didn't get to make that decision in which case it's still too late if after six weeks in a lot of states because we've made up this lie about cardiac activity equaling a heartbeat. Remember now, it's the left that wants everybody to be miserable, but 44% of all U.S. workers under the age of 25 earn at or below the minimum wage set in 2009, 14 years ago. Remember, Eric Erickson said it's the left that wants everybody to be miserable. And yet Chelsea Handler last week does a spoof video about being a happy, childless, unmarried woman and the Tucker Carlson's and the Ben Shapiro's lose their freaking minds. Point is to make you feel good about being an Aging, deeply unlikable woman Who never had kids Narcissism, (laughs) it makes you happy Feminists like Chelsea Handler They've been lied to by their society forever That you could be a girl boss And you can do anything a man can do Which everyone who's ever seen a woman back up a vehicle Knows that's not true Your room resembles a dried up tumbleweed Blowing down an old western town And your valentine's day date for the tenth year in a row Is a ten year old copy of Magic Mike And a half full bottle of Xanax (laughs) And you're trying to pretend like you're happy but you're not happy this lady is miserable i mean she is miserable and it's written all over her face how miserable she is
1: hey everyone i woke up this morning well more like this afternoon and noticed that there was an emergency meeting of the receding hairline society to discuss a comedy video (laughs) i filmed about not wanting kids wow Why would I even need my own children when I get to hear these cry babies all the time? I mean, I can't believe that bearded version of Tucker Carlson thinks I would take a half a bottle of Xanax I take way more than that you silly goose. Look, I don't want to debate whether or not I'm a girl boss, although I did just look at my bank account and think, "That's pretty girl boss." And then I thought about the 10 different people, plus 10 plus different people I've been able to put through college. And then I remembered my six New York Times best-selling books. Mm. Or was it 5? Mm. Oh no, 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 it was 6. It was six. And then I remembered my recent stand-up special that was just released on Netflix yes. called Revolution, and I thought, "Yeah, you are a girl boss." You guys seem so triggered by me. Mm -hmm. I mean, my goodness, Tucker, I think it is time for you to ask yourself a serious question. Are you really upset about how much freedom I have? Mm -hmm. Or are you upset that you haven't been able to take it away from me yet? Mm -hmm. Oh, and quick shout out to Ben Shapiro. Thank you for helping my cause of not having children. Who needs the birth control pill when your voice is 100% effective? (laughs) I don't need a husband, Ben, because I'm in a relationship with myself. And at least in my relationship, someone can get a woman to come. And by all means, Tucker, if you want to respond to my triggers, I will be happy to keep putting out videos as long as you want. I think we both know that you are hate-masturbating to me. And I'm down with that.
0: (laughs) But it's the left that wants everybody to be miserable. And then there's cranky-ass old racist Neil Bortz, who tweets, uh, this is February 3rd, Uh, guess what? Americans are sick and tired of violent crime caused by young black males. Inner city residents don't put burglar bars on their doors and windows to protect them from the police. He said that while sharing an opinion piece from a pastor of New Birth Missionary Baptist Church, Jamal Harrison Bryant. The headline, I'm tired of burying black victims of police brutality. Dude, talk about the whataboutism. Why is it you have to turn this into young black men being the problem when that's not at all what the guy's writing about. Stop with the whataboutism. But don't you dare tell the very white Neil Bortz, who'll be 78 this April, that the reason crime exists in high density black inner city neighborhoods has much to do with the history that he and his party acolytes want to see to it. No one's ever taught. I mean, just going down his Twitter thread, the guy is so miserable. Only two countries permit drug ads on television. The other country's New Zealand. He goes on to complain about seven drug ads on ABC World News tonight. Are you tired of these ads as I am? Hello, capitalism. Do you not like capitalism? You're a libertarian. You love capitalism. Then he complains about donating to UNICEF to help out with the the earthquake efforts in Turkey and Syria miserable, just cranky old, but it's the left that wants to make everybody miserable. Another one of his white privilege gems from just five days ago, I believe this was Super Bowl study. Why should somebody, why should anybody give a flying Obama? He uses Obama instead of flying (laughs) right? Why should anybody give a flying Obama that there are two black or half-black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl? Judge them on ability and skill, not color. If we would stop emphasizing race in every aspect of American life, maybe things would get better. For who? Jesus, Neil, it's just sociologically relevant, as it will be when it's two black coaches on opposite sidelines. Why are you so triggered? But the left wants to make everybody miserable. More Moron Show on America One Radio next. Listen, it's no secret that the housing market is in fluctuation right now. We went through an intense seller's market for a little more than 18 months, not just in metro Atlanta, but throughout the United States and the state of Georgia, obviously. So now things are cooling off a little bit. Interest rates are going up. Buyers are a little more tentative. What does that mean for you if you are looking to still kind of cash in on the equity you've grown over the last few years and potentially selling your home? Well, it means that you have to hire a savvy, smart realtor, someone who knows the negotiating game and how to market your home professionally. Guess what? That's me. That's right. Not only am I the Ron Show host, but I'm also a realtor with eXp Realty. Anyone with a few hundred dollars and a few weeks to get a license can list your home. It takes someone with decades of marketing experience to market your home and get it sold at top dollar. Call me. Let's discuss your options. 843-283-0078 or log on at rononthereal.com. My email address, ron at rononthereal.com. Georgia MLS 396-720. I invite you to show your support for this show. If you own or manage a business that could benefit from partnering with Atlanta's only liberal progressive talk outlet, you can do that and support America One Radio and The Ron Show. We have absurdly affordable advertising packages, and you'll have yours truly working with you to craft your messaging and produce your advertising or pitch your product myself if necessary. Plus, with our social media outreach, we can bring more attention to your support of this show and America One Radio. Find out more by emailing me at theronshowatl at gmail.com or call me direct at 843-283-0078. Call or text The Ron Show anytime at 404-919-2725. The Ron Show on America One Radio. And from the land of delusion, Donald Trump on Truth Social Media. Thank you to the special grand jury in the great state of Georgia for your patriotism and courage. Total exoneration. The USA is very proud of you. Oh, my God. I mean, I guess total exoneration, except for the fact that the 23 grand jurors unanimously agree that there was no evidence of widespread fraud in the 2020 election. You know, the big lie, the one that he maintains to this day. We also don't know that he's been exonerated in any way. In fact. The fact that somebody perjured or bodies of the 75 or so who testified that people perjured on his behalf seems to indicate no exoneration. But okay, buddy, you keep on thinking that. I mean, I guess we shouldn't be surprised by this reaction because he believed he won the 2020 election, right? He also believed, despite all the evidence to the contrary, that he actually wink, wink, won the popular vote in 2016 as well. So yeah, it's pretty consistent the guy's delusional. Uh speaking of Trump, I have to bring this up because uh the president gave a statement about the 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 downing of the unidentified flying object objects and not not a lot of news to be made there really. <laughs> at the end of it, there there were some press members who were shouting questions at him and I don't know why he takes the bait. Just keep walking, dude. Get get to the door, you know? Don't don't feed the trolls. <laughs> Afterwards, though, this uh, Fox reporter standing outside the White House covering this uh, press conference had this to enlighten us with. Before the president could really start answering, somebody over to his left shouted out a question. Is our relationship with China compromised by your family's business relationships? To which the president said, give me a break, man. And then he paused and said he was going to come back when there were some more polite people in the room. Um, That is not something that we have seen before. We see the shouting all the time. Fox News says they've never seen this before. Let's roll the tape from when Trump was president uh, and answering questions about his response, his administration's response to COVID-19.
1: The argument is that you bought yourself some time, and you didn't use it to prepare hospitals, you didn't use it to ramp up testing. Right you're so, now, nearly you're so, twenty million you're so disgraceful. people are unemployed. It's so disgraceful the way you said it. L- let me just listen. I How just is this went over it.
0: I just went over it. In an unprecedented crisis,
1: nobody thought we should do it, and when I did it, but what did you do with the time that you bought? You know, we did? That, you that know we did? The month of February. You know what we did? What do you do? What do you do when you have no case in the whole United States? You had cases when you, in February. You, excuse me. You reported it. Zero cases, zero deaths on January, January 17th. January. February. The entire January. Of February. I said in your January. Your video has a complete gap. On January 30th. What did your administration do in February with the time that your travel ban botched? A lot. A lot. And, in fact, we'll give you a list. What we did, in fact, part of it was up there. We did a lot. Look, look. You know you're a fake. You know (laughs) that. Your whole network, the way you cover it, is
0: Ah. fake. Um, That is not something that we have seen before. Boy, I'll say, I say it all the time. I just need to start printing T-shirts. The lack of self-awareness on that side is stunning. Let's get it. On this day in black history, here we are for Thursday, Thursday. February 16th, 2023. It was on this day in 1957. Let's wish a happy birthday. Oh, man, Jordy LaForge. My man, LeVar Burton. Burton, known for his role. Oh, yeah, Kunta Kente in the 1977 award winning miniseries Roots, uh, based on the novel by Alex Haley. He's Geordie LaForge to me, though. Star Trek Next Generation series, the guy with the visor that he somehow saw through anyway. Um, Oh, yeah. Reading Rainbow. Can't forget that, too. LeVar Burton is uh, crucial to literacy for a lot of folks my age and younger. LeVar Burton, born on this day in 1957. I believe that would make him 66. Okay. Wow. Time flies. Uh, Happy birthday. Ice-T. Tracy Morrow, who we all know as Ice-T, celebrated for his rap career, uh, also for uh, his role in recent years. As he uh, dove into acting, uh, the Law and Order Special Victims Unit role that he plays, that uh, he gets to be a police officer after spending a lot of his uh, rap career talking about uh, cops in ways that weren't so flattering. It was in 1970 that Joe Frazier, Joe Frazier, knocked out Jimmy Ellis. Frazier, who was a 6-1 to favorite, fought Ellis for the heavyweight title in front of more than 18,000 people. That's kind of a big deal back in 1970. Uh, Inside Madison Square Garden, Uh, Ellis knocked down at the end of the fourth round and uh, trainer Angelo Dundee refused to let him go back out, making Frazier the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world on this day in 1970. It was on this day in 1992. Wow. Wow. My high school graduation year? Really? That was a long time ago. Magic Johnson's jersey was retired. A teary-eyed Magic Johnson thanked Larry Bird and the fans at the Great Western Forum back then as the number 32 jersey retired by the Los Angeles Lakers and lifted into the rafters on this day in 1992. All right, an eventful day, an eventful show, and we will leave it at that. Uh, We're back tomorrow, 5 to 6 p.m. on the America One Radio app and at AmericaOneRadio.com. And as I announced uh, earlier today, we are now on all the major podcast platforms Uh, Those, by the way, would include Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Oh, I take that back. Not yet on Google. Why is Google taking so long? iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud. Of course, we've been on SoundCloud. If you'd like to catch any past episodes of the show, you can do that on SoundCloud. Spotify and Stitcher, Uh, Donner and Blitzen and Cupid and Vixen, We'll, we'll get to them eventually. Whichever platform you prefer, make sure you follow and share away, please, and leave comments. We love that. Rate us, all that good stuff. (laughs) More information on all those podcast possibilities for you at ronshowetl.com. Show notes as well for you to catch past episodes of The Ron Show. Thank you for your support. We will see you tomorrow.